This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. You gotta say hello, Rochelle. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women from opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. I am the six-foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black. I am the five-foot furious Rochelle Sharma. We are a forthright, fearless, and hopefully comedic female podcast tackling the important issues that gals like us face. And today, um, not just gals like us face, but with Manazon's face as well. Today, our episode is called... Tales of a Manazon, and we have a Manazon in studio. Um, to <laughs> wow, that, that was an introduction. <laughs> it was. Welcome to the studio, Manazon. I am a Manazon. <laughs> Just how is the weather up there? And if you're still wondering, yes, Rochelle is still um, quarantining at home, so Rochelle is on Zoom. Teal is sitting in Rochelle's seat here, and the Manazon today is Teal. Uh, Teal Black, my husband. It's an incredibly uncomfortable seat. I really feel for her. <laughs> she didn't seem to mind. It's, you know. The little folding chair? Oh, yeah, my that gosh. That worked out great for, for me. The couch was horrible. Oh. I was hitting my chin on the table. Yeah, it was too low for her. She was, like, getting sunk in. Right. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm so happy to have you um, on our show to kind of give a male perspective um, for... Do, do you want to tell the audience my name? I did. I said oh. Teal Black. And oh, okay. I said... I... Yes, his, his name is Two Colors. Do you want to explain your name? Or your, give your your little spiel about your name? Uh, my little spiel about my name. Let's see. Um, when I was born, uh, I was born Teal. And people told my mother that uh, they people would misspell it and call me Neil. That uh, was T-I-E-L. And so she changed it to Teal, T-E-A-L, which happens to be a color. Um, and then... Uh, but you understand she's a graphic artist, so I, I don't know if I really believe that as much as just it's fl- family lore. It I does- personally always wondered if you were named for the color or for the animal, because a teal is it's also a, a, a type of bird. Yeah, it's interesting because you can tell, I can tell, one, if people know their colors, and two, where they're from by their reference points. So when I was uh, traveling and I'd be down uh, south or back east or in a little bit more rural uh, locations, you know, people would be like, oh, teal, like the duck. And I'd be like, yep. And then, of course, the people that know the colors are like, you know, like the color. Like the color. Like the color. But now you would, when you introduce yourself, you say, yes, my first name is what? The absence of, you know. Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, teal black. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, my first name is a color, and my last name is either all colors combined or the absence of color, depending on the medium. Right. Yeah. So, but we're not here today to talk about how colorful you are in that respect, but okay. how colorful you are in the vertical respect. Right. And you are quite colorful. Right. What you say, Rochelle? What um, doesn't Neeraj or what is what is your what does John, your son, say when we come over? Aren't we like the tall people or something? Did, did mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're tall friends. The, yes, t- yes. the tall friends. friends. Yeah. Uh, yes, the tall friends. So I'm 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 six foot four, so just slightly, uh, you know, a few inches uh, above where Tracy is, and uh, I'm six feet. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see 
um, when I walked into the room one time with her, and I've actually seen this since, literally somebody turned around from their table and saw Tracy and uh, began to cower in fear because they looked behind her and there was somebody else bigger coming behind them. It was, And it was the look of, they're going to eat me. Uh, they, they are going. So it was really interesting. Very, uh, very comical. That um, visual is actually where I got inspiration for our um, Glamazons and Lab- Glamazons and Leprechauns logo. Is that you know Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman type of look? A classic movie. Yes, with people running and screaming in fear when they see us or right. see me. But I wanted to, to have you here to talk about some of the issues that you faced growing up because of your height mm-hmm. and, and kind of give your input on some of the things Rochelle and I have talked about um, so far. So your story is a little bit different, though, because like me, I, I had r- right away, I was the, the tallest person in kindergarten and stuck in the middle of all the pictures and already ostracized and this and that. But you didn't you didn't really go through that. Right. Not so much. Uh, not so much. Uh, you know, kids don't really mess with uh, really tall person uh, growing up so I didn't really get a lot of people picking on me or or trying to uh, I want to interject because you said they don't mess with a tall person I got messed with so I, th- they I don't mess with tall guys, tall yeah, guys. they don't yeah. mess with tall oh, yeah. guys yeah. right I think that's the definitely but you were telling me when I asked like when did you realize you were you know a tall guy right you know, it's funny because growing up as a tall person, you know, everybody has their perspective that they've grown up with. And so that's their perspective of life. And uh, one of the times that I really noticed that was actually in my late 20s, early 30s. I was in the Coast Guard and I was walking up against a uh, or next to a window that I could see my reflection in. And I just remember looking at my hands going, my God, are those mine? Uh, you know, and they just they just looked incredibly um, large. Like I had never, and I, you know, looked at them every day and that's just my hand. But it, looking at them in the mirror, I was like, I was kind of taken aback by how big they were. Well, they're big, but they're nice. They're not like Gerard Butler kielbasa finger hands, which we discussed in our mini-sode. Right. I'm, I'm pretty proportional, which helps out a lot, uh, you know, so. <laughs> right. No sausage fingers for you. So, yeah, you were like, that wasn't until you were 20s and 30s. But before that, you didn't have any issues like buying shoes or clothes or pants? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, growing up, it was a lot of blue jeans because they came in those weird sizes. Um, you know, learning that. Uh, pants ended at my ankles instead of, or above my ankles, as opposed to going down to the floor. Um, and then finding out that, you know, uh, the, the smallest size shirt that I could get into was like, uh, 2X or 3X. So how, how old were you when you were, when it was like 2X or 3X? Were you what, teenager or how? Yeah. Oh yeah. By, by teenager, I was, I was in a, uh, uh, 1X or 2X t-shirt. Easily. Did you, were you a tall kid and then, and then just have a growth spurt or? Yeah. Maybe around when I was uh, 12, 11, 12, I had uh, just incredibly painful growth spurt um, in my legs and in my arms. And just over a period of, you know, like a year, I think I grew like two or three inches. And it hurt, right? You're, oh, 
Yeah. yeah. We haven't talked about that a lot, Rochelle, in, in our previous episodes. But yes, I, I remember the same thing. Like having these years of growing pains, really between 12 and 14, where your muscles and your, like my knees would hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and just like this ache, you know, right. like I'm being stretched on a rack and my back itched a lot. And, and it itched and itched because my skin was stretching because I was getting tall. Right. So even from like age 12, I have um, sideways, horizontal stretch marks on my back, mm-hmm. you know, from just spurting. Yeah. 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 Well, my grandmother used to yeah. always joke with me. She goes, uh, you would get, you would start growing wide. She goes, I didn't have to worry because within a couple months, it would all turn into to vertical as opposed to horizontal growth. So I guess my body was building up, and then it would it would shoot up. Was there anyone else tall in your family? Your mom's not very tall. Um, you know, I remember her being uh, tremendously tall. Really? Uh, oh yeah, I remember her having to duck to come under doorways. Oh shit! Now that that could have been just a short doorway. <laughs> a short doorway, yeah, definitely could also have been. Was uh, her climbing in the yurt? Right, right. <laughs> Every time she got into the tent, um, or, or just just their perspective, you know, as a child, you look you look up at the. But I can remember her ducking down, pretty vividly. So she, you know, she could have been wearing high heels or something to that effect. Do you remember? Was there ever any like discrimination or ostracization as you got older, like in job interviews? How were you treated in the Coast Guard when you were tall? In the Coast Guard. Uh, I think the the only thing that I, I really had that was my height, um, you know, uh, pains was the the sleeping beds. Mm-hmm. The, they called them racks. Right. And they're about six foot, uh, maybe six foot three. And I too would, short. Yeah, I would push against them. I, I, if I if my feet touch the the bottom of a bed, I will push against that, and it'll eventually you know, like my head. And I kind of crush myself throughout the night and then wake up with a horrible headache. Well, yeah. But, yeah, that's terrible. But would people, any were there guys as tall as you? Or would, you know, would anyone give you shit for, for your size? No, nobody really, nobody really uh, gave me shit for my size. They, you know, um, I would be picked specially because I was uh, a tall person. Uh, you know yeah see that that relates back to some of the things we talked about in the minisode right those statistics on um taller people are likely to make more money because they appear to be more confident yeah it's it it it's followed me around uh, all my life basically but yeah tall people are more commanding and so it it's it's a real kind of like um psychological thing within the human condition where taller people tend to make uh, more money because they are more commanding or perceived as more commanding. Uh, you know, I kind of liken it to the same reason why people put, will have their chairs up just a little bit higher in negotiations to give them that power position. It's it's always very fascinating to me for that. Um, what would you say is a popular misconception? You know, saying that the tall people are considered to be more authoritative. Do you do you find that internally you feel like you have more authority over people because of your height? Or do you think that that's something that you're like, well, I'm going to fake this because right. I know they're going to buy it? Right. Um, usually I find people uh, 
I think really what happens is as people look to individuals as authorities over time that that creates people of authority and so a lot of times I would have people just you know well what do you want to do what do you want to do? and eventually I got to the point where it was like okay here's how we're going to do stuff I think that's a I think it's a misconception a lot of times it's worked out for me so I'm not complaining too much you ask me a lot like what do I want to do you throw it back on me is it mm-hmm. just because I'm your wife or because I'm tall oh uh, that's because you're my wife <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, did you date tall girls? Am I the first tall girl that you dated? You're one of the tallest women that I've dated, uh, you know, and and only one that I ever married. Uh, <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Um, no, I would date again. So I didn't really, I, you know, my perspective was always of X height. And so people were just sizes below me. And... Uh, so I would end up dating, you know, uh, shorter women. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You, you have strong opinions on that. We've discussed that. We one. have. Rochelle and I have discussed it as well. Yeah. But there's some scientific uh, studies about why that is, which we brought up before. Right. For the first guy that I ever dated really long term was six foot three. And throughout my life, I found that uh, a lot of the guys that were interested in me were very tall uh but it did make things just physically awkward they would have to lean over a lot i would have to stretch up a lot yeah it's hard to spoon isn't it i mean well sometimes depending on your torso length no no that one actually is is pretty easy um (laughs) yeah it's it's when it's uh like rochelle says you have to you had to lean over to to kiss somebody about holding hands because aren't the arms at different lengths um it, it is but um i had a few i had a few uh girlfriends that uh complained about stride yeah my my, yeah. my length you know because i have i think like a 36 inch you have a shit step. long stride even right. i have a problem when we walk right you know, and keeping up with your stride i have to take two steps for every one of your steps right and that's actually kind of normal because that's <laughs> so, so. Don't feel bad. But I find it interesting that despite the those statistics on tall people making more money and, and being considered authority figures and leaders, that you um, didn't have any issues growing up being ostracized, whereas I did. Like, I didn't get that respect, we'll say. And I think that has to do with the fact that I'm female. And that a tall guy, it's okay to be a tall man, but to be a tall woman has all these other, you know, stig- stigmas and implications yeah, about it's, it. It's, it is. I, I would agree with you on that one. I think it's uh, a lot harder to be a, a tall woman than a tall man well, in this world. certainly harder to find tall clothes. But you, you know, I know you wore, you said you wore a lot of, of jeans. Mm-hmm. Now, your first job was at Miller's Outpost. Did you get all of your jeans from Miller's Outpost? Uh, no, because, you know, uh, we're talking, uh, what was it, the 80s? So I got all my acid wash jeans from Anchor Blue, which was the (laughs) blue jean, uh, you know, the Levi's knockoffs. Yeah. And so were they just... I wore Anchor Blue. Right? (laughs) Were they just, um, like, 
34 length instead of the 36 because like when we met you were wearing a 34 and they were a little little short yeah yeah it was it was always that i I, you know it's one of those things where i've just gotten used to the fact that like when i sit down my my pants will ride up tremendously um and and not in great places sometimes too and also you know i wear jeans and i had just gotten used to a shorter length because that was the most common length on that would you say that there is anything that being so tall has maybe made you hyper conscious of as you know someone at your height being more conscious of well for instance tracy has to be very conscious of her hemline because even though the hemline may be appropriate everybody is seeing it from a bit lower so she has to be hyper-conscious when she's wearing Spending a dress over. that she doesn't inadvertently flash someone. Well, as, as, far, as, as far as clothing, I would say um, dress shirts. Yeah. I have to have, you know, uh, extra large, tall, long, something, you know, that people would wear as a, as a nightgown, uh, normal people would wear as a nightgown. Because anything shorter than that, as soon as I lift up my arms, uh, they would just become untucked. Right, and you have several shirts and t-shirts that are on borderline, well, just too short. Yeah. You know, because your your torso is too long, and they just, they're not long enough, and they don't cover. I run into that same problem. Oh, right. And yeah. the problem is if you want a long shirt, then you have to go to a big and tall store. Right. The longer the shirt gets, what's that look on your face, Rochelle? Anyway. Oh, my God. I was just remembering when they sent that Lumberjack catalog to my house and i was like nope wrong house yeah i don't know how why <laughs> that went to size? <laughs> your house but it, well, as i was saying if you want it longer then all of a sudden it gets wider mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need to be swimming in it you know we just need it to be longer and that's a demographic that's hard to to shop for um Take, yeah. it, take it from the wife. i don't know what the models are that the fashion industry uses for people uh, uh, you know, outside of the normal range because they just seem weird always. Yeah, too tall, had to go extra wide or, you know. And again, it gets back to what we talked about during our clothing episode is that it's okay to be tall hmm. and it's okay to be plus size. For a female, though, it's there's it's not okay to be both. Those things are hard to shop for. And for men, it seems... It's okay to be both, but you can't be just tall. It's a little bit of the opposite. Unless you're a basketball player and can have your shit custom made. Right. I kind of think, well, and that's one of the things that's really great about um, the modern modern day is because now you can order your clothing specialty and as, you know, you you don't have to pay uh, at one point, I think $100 or $200 for a shirt that was, you know, made to your size so you can start getting those but it's still you're paying more than what somebody else of a normal size would would pay for a clothing oh absolutely yeah definitely so um i'm on a website right now called american tall and again anything that involves clothes for men that are tall seems to have to say the word tall in it why do you, why is that? Me man, me tall, need tall clothes. Need big tall, big tall clothes, lumberjack clothes. 
and um, yeah, I don't know why that is. I think that just uh, that just corresponds to the you know um, petite, small, short uh, naming conventions. I don't really think you know how else are you going to describe somebody that's tall, <laughs> right? <laughs> It is. It is the descriptor. I can think of maybe right. not just you know maybe a store like Vertical Limit or I don't know just some other. There's other ways is you know or just oh, not at all. You want more colorful language to describe that sort of thing? Yeah, it can it can be a name brand known for something without having the word tall in it. I mean, it's not like Target mediocre dot com for you know clothing. You know so, what I'm saying? So instead of American tall, like, you would like. Like American Torrid, gift. like Torrid right. doesn't say you know Torrid. <laughs> Vertically gifted. <laughs> Vertically gifted. American. It doesn't. Right. No other stores say. Why? Why does it have to say? You know, and why when it's men does it have to be big and tall? Big tall. Well, because remember, as a man, that is a positive. It's like yeah. when women's clothing use the word curvy to describe everything it is it is a positive like oh i get to buy tall clothes i i need the curvy jeans because i've got curves it's it's considered a benefit here's another one i've actually shopped here before maybe this is the catalog that came to your house it's called king size mm-hmm. yes that's com. the one that came to my house and it made me laugh and laugh and yeah. laugh and then i showed my husband and he laughed and laughed and laughed too why the hell do you think that came to your house I, dude, I have no clue because I was like, "Ooh, know your audience." <laughs> it's actually, not for us. Actually, we might have to look at. The, we haven't been on here in a while until there's some shorts. You, you might, know, you honestly, you've seen my house. Shorts. I can't imagine that tall people lived here prior to us. There would have been all kinds of dents in the ceiling, wouldn't there? I'm sure they were just regular, average size people. I'm sure that was it. So now, I mean, do you have a problem? Would you say buying clothes? I mean, I I try to help out a, a lot with that. Uh, you know, adaption and overcoming and, you know, over the years, I've gotten used to just, you know, what I can do. So a good example is those those two wonderful suits that I, I got uh, before my new job, right, and never had to wear. They were tailored and they looked really great and I doubt I could, I can put them on now. I just, uh, my body changes very rapidly, would yeah. you say? Yeah. Now, here's my thing. Wouldn't mm. you say that for tall men, their version of the of the uh, average tall guy go-to right. is the Hawaiian shirt? Do you find it difficult that they always want to kind of cram you into Hawaiian shirts? Does uh, that get to be a bit much? Yeah, Hawaiian shirts or Cubano shirts. I like the yeah. Cubanos, though. Right. And, and some of them... Good. Yeah, the Cubano ones, I think, look good. The Hawaiian ones, I think it gets a little obnoxious that they're always trying to stick tall guys in Hawaiian shirts. Teal has no Hawaiian shirts, we'll say. He has some Cubanos, and he has one really nice Cubano that has embroidered... I won't say embroidered, but... It, what's Embossed. Embossed palm trees. Mm. One palm tree on each um, lapel area. But not a print. You know what I mean? It's like in, in, embossed, like a, you would on a letter. Yeah. And it's kind of classy. It's a Tommy Bahama. It's classy. But you don't really wear the typical Hawaiian shirt. But yes, it seems to be a staple of every like big and tall man. M- maybe it's wardrobe. camouflage. 
So people that are, are oh. shorter, when they look up, they see us blend in with the trees around them? No, I'm just joking. I don't know. No idea. I, I tend to see a lot of, if it's not Hawaiian shirts on the tall guys, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you get the advertisements, it's it's plaid. Well, yeah. you're tall, so you must love plaid and Hawaiian print. Yeah, as, as if to break up the, the shape of that person. Do you like being tall? Uh, pluses and minuses, always. Um, I, I've only been this way, so yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, but at the same point, you know... Um, sitting in an airplane or sitting next to me on an airplane or or sitting in a, a theater or you know just places where the shape uh is built more towards a standard yeah so that that becomes you know not not a plus at all no yeah it's not a plus you want to talk about what it's like to sit next to me on an airplane um it's a little it's a little compressed um <laughs> But I think that's more because you like to lean into me as some sort of pillow. I don't think that's true. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've had horrible flights, not, not next to you, but one time uh, I had to sit down next to a gentleman who was just about my height or taller and our shoulders aligned perfectly. And so for the rest of the flight, we were all, we were both sitting at kind of like a 15 degree angle to each other because our shoulders uh, were just too wide. Our shoulders do that too, yep. yours and I. Oh, yeah. So I mentioned on the travel, um, one of the travel episodes, how we've been trying to, you know, you take the window and I take the aisle and leave the the one empty and, and hopefully no one will take it. I always feel sorry for the person that sits in there. I, I just really, I like, I actually go sometimes out of my way to just be like, I'm so sorry for this. <laughs> it's true. And when I ride on airplanes, you know, I, I do this kind of... Your arms are crossed. Folded, yeah, because I can't get to the armrests anymore. The armrests are too short for me. Yeah, I've seen your arms folded in all kinds of places, though. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you've you also been known to fall asleep in anywhere. Right, well, that's... that's so, <laughs> I think you've gotten used to being uncomfortable in uncomfortable places and, fold, and folding yourself up like an accordion to try to make yourself as small as possible and then... And then you're you're able to sleep soundly. Well, you asked you asked like you know what was it that I noticed about uh, being tall and, and actually my the impact of my body on people. Mm-hmm. Um, so good example is you know in in the military we would come up and punch somebody in the shoulder when they um, when they made rank or something like that or their birthday was kind of a you know but even just my kind of a gentle tap I could. I could hurt somebody, and so I ended up becoming very delicate with my my you know my touches, which did not help me, because you know, uh, giving somebody a hug, you know, and being real delicate with it, it's not really a good hug. I don't want a delicate hug. No, that's well, you <laughs> you can handle you can handle the big hugs, and 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 people do. You know, if they can handle, if they give me a real good strong hug, I'll, I'll give them a strong hug. But yeah, a lot of times, because like Rochelle said, you're bending over. And so you're kind of, in a way, enveloping these people sure. in a, you know, <laughs> in a, in a body hug. Has everyone, anyone ever tried to agitate you to get you to physically use your body? Um, only on a rare occasion. Yeah. 
because uh, a lot of times I, I'm just, I look, you know, I'm tall. And so people don't want to mess with a tall person. So you say, see, once again, it comes up like you say people don't want to mess with a tall person. But I mm-hmm. was, I was instigated all the time. Like, oh, let's throw rocks at the monster and see what she does. Do you know what I mean? But it's, uh, there, I didn't have that level of respect. That's why I asked. If you got it too, I don't think you did because you're a guy and they're thinking, yeah, they don't want to mess with you. But, and that's yeah, I, yeah, I think that's it. But they can mess with the girl. Let's let's see what she does. Right. You know, sad. It, it is. It is sad. Yeah, I think the mistake was not picking up those little shits and shaking them when they would do that to you. you well, well also here, here's a funny here's a funny story. Nobody would bother you anymore. <laughs> here is a funny story. I had this. I had. I've had a few bullies in my life, and one bully. Um, was chasing me down the street and you know I was younger but I was still bigger than this person and I literally picked them up flipped them upside down so that their head was down on the ground and then I gently tapped their head to the ground (laughs) and that was it because that was not what this person was expecting me to do was to pick them up and flip them over and you know and then you put them down and went Went uh, home and then and they never bothered you again. They, yeah, they never bothered me again. Yeah. So I, that happened one time in school. I I was being taunted and I just I kicked the guy in the balls and he was hurt, but he didn't tell anyone because he knew you know he he started it and then later I saw him with his eyes watering, and um, I think he he apologized and he never did he never bothered me again after that. Yeah, but, that's you that's, know, that's a definite. Uh, you know, bro, bro law of, you know, you're not going, you don't kick somebody in the balls unless it's Right, you serious. cross the line. Right, yeah. Me. You know, you cross the line. But it's more a male thing respect. than anything, yeah. If anything, um, so far this episode, we I think we've seen the, the dichotomy here between the respect that tall men get for the most part versus tall women. Yeah, you know? yeah. It is, it is real interesting to, to see that, and it's a shame, too. Um, because I would agree with you. I think, I think women, tall women have, have it a lot harder. Now that may be changing. I really hope it is, but yeah, I think I, I would agree with that. What do you have, Rochelle? Here's my question, because I think Teal and I can both relate to after having dated so many people that were not our height, mm-hmm. when we finally did meet someone that we saw eye to eye with Mm -hmm. we knew that was the person we wanted to be with when i met my husband and we were about the same height that was a new thing for me so i'm wondering what was it like for for teal when he met you and could see eye to eye with you uh you know wow that that first date uh was was kind of a blur to be honest um were you twitter pated i was twitter pated to be sure i was twitter pated yeah oh yeah and uh um it is. It, it, it is interesting that, the, you know, the person that I would marry uh, would be somebody of equal height um, after dating, honestly, much shorter women throughout my life. I don't know if that's just, that's, for me, for me, it's the frame of reference. Uh, to be honest, one of the things that I do like about a relationship is that I can, I can sit there and say, you know, oh, don't you hate how, good example, the, the, the haunted mansion and yeah. yeah you know so the haunted mansion ride whenever they they put the the arm yes. handholds back it smacks me in the knees and and you can understand that i don't have to go in to explain like you know why or everything you understand that 
Right. So yeah, the shared frame of reference is great. Yeah, we have a lot of sh- of shared frame of reference. We do that's for sure. We do definitely. Do you have that as well, Rochelle, on the opposite end of the spectrum? A shared frame of reference. Do Do you and your husband um, commiserate in your, <laughs> you know, in your shortness? Do you talk about it? No, not really. No, because it's normal. Not really. It's just it's how we are. But I can say that after having uh, dated so many tall guys, you know, mm. like I could, I think when it's a tall guy and a short girl, the tall guy, well, yeah, it bothers his back because he's always leaning over for the short girl. But for the short girl, there's a lot of arching and it's just not comfortable. So with him, it's like, oh, we could hold hands and we right. even, you know, or if, if I hugged him, I got to hug him and not just like stick my face in the middle of his shirt. Right. Um, but uh, the only thing that we really come is right on is not being able to reach the top shelf in the kitchen. But now our kid's getting tall. He can do that for us. Yeah, he's taller than both of you at this point. Yes. I always yes, think, I always think it's funny tall. because when I look in our shelves, the top shelves are the ones that are usually the most utilized and most <laughs> right. organized. And then as you go down, then it's like the bottom shelf is like this Spartan, you know, what did we put in here six, six years ago type right. of thing. Right, I don't want to deal with the, the right. lower part of it. Did you have a... No. A top locker in school? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I'd ever, but you know, uh, when I was going through high school, they were actually kind of moving away from having lockers. Having locker? Yeah, yeah. Wow. We were progressive. I guess so. So another thing we talked about was health as a tall person, and one thing was um, clumsiness. We talked about, you know, me falling down a mm-hmm. couple of different times. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading a little bit. This is from... Uh, bbc.com are bigger bodies more prone to clumsiness and mishaps and it says think of your body a bit a bit like a car in purely mechanical terms the larger it is the harder it is to slow down if you need to avoid a collision that is certainly true when you're trying to go into the bathroom and you trip over boxes and you fall and jam your jaw that is i speak from experience that that sounded specific that was was in the article no that was (laughs) to me what's more the greater momentum means you face a more painful impact during collision and, of course, shorter people have less distance to fall. Right, Rochelle? So you just bounce. That's true. Um, according to one estimate, someone who is 20% taller will build up twice as much kinetic energy during a fall. This can explain why taller people are much more likely to suffer from injuries across their lifetime. Women taller than 5'8 are twice as likely to fracture their hip as a woman who is just 5'2". So I get to look forward to that. But with that said, you've had you've fallen down. Oh yeah, you broke broke something. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's been there's been a few times when you know, as a kid, jumping over a low wall and uh, just missing it by that much, and you know, hooking the foot and going face first into the ground. How much do you think your height um, was a factor in the kinetic energy in your your motorcycle accident? I actually, I don't think it was too much of a, of a no. It was just gravel and... Well, no, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, stupidity on my part. That's <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, had nothing to do with your height. It was just... Right. Yeah, I was on cold tires and I tried to make a too sharp turn and, and the bike went, decided to slide away from me. And that was my fault. Yeah. Well, that went nowhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, my my height, my height. Uh, well, maybe I leaned because of my height. Who well, knows? That's what I'm you thinking, know, you know, you leaned. Yeah, I do know. More. I do know an interesting fact on on for tall people. Sure. Uh, we are worse on the environment. 
Oh, don't say that. Yeah, no, uh, because um, to have a tall person requires more energy, which requires more food, which requires more shipping and all this stuff. So, you know, the most efficient size that uh, an environment can make is actually more towards Rochelle size. Wow. Oh, that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, it's um, a bigger footprint, literally. Quite literally. Quite literally <laughs> requires a bigger footprint environmentally. I suppose ways that we could um, try to remedy that is buy less um, Depeche Mode clothes, right? Less fast fashion, so there's less of that on the environment. We could try to eat less and you know recycle more uh, ride a bike i don't know because <laughs> you know being between me and neeraj i mean i i would venture to say that that we probably eat the same amount that you guys do right. this, this might <laughs> be true we can right eat. right we are little people but man we can eat but just just overall because uh, yeah. you know let's go back to let's go back to clothing you know for me it requires extra fabric you know all these sure. all these little extras that right. go into that's what I'm saying. Being a, a a tall person ends up, you know, being a little extra. I'm trying to find out more about. Well, well maybe people. we should consider it from a, a clean energy perspective. I think that we should put tall people who have those big ass strides of yours. Huh. We'll put you on like the power hamster wheels. Right. To make your own energy. Yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. I, I'd always get picked for sports because of that, even though I am not the most uh, group sport inclined person. So I just found an article on, are you better for the environment if you're tall or short? And it happens to, to begin by stating something we might want to keep in mind. It says KLM, Royal Dutch Airlines, is increasing the space between rows of seats on its planes. Um, the Dutch are tall, the tallest people on earth mm-hmm. these days, as it said. And so we might want to think about that, about taking KLM, because <laughs> yeah. we'll be more more uh, more comfortable. Um, weird that the article begins that way and talks about it for you know several more paragraphs. It seems like you, it. you sure it wasn't uh, a, a puff piece by KLM to you know. No, it looks like a a blog from Freakonomics. Yeah. Oh, freaking! I love Freakonomics. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say this. And I think it's very funny. Um, everyone in my life that I know that is very tall, uh, they're, I don't want to say they're gentle, but they're just very nice people. I find that the, the shorter people like myself and my husband, we are just far more aggressive than you tall people are. Uh, it is a personal fantasy of mine when I talk to you and Tracy, especially if you guys are standing next to each other, that I just sort of want to start making biting motions towards the both of you to see what happens you just want to you want to chop down the trees in front of you you want to poke at poke the bear or what what exactly i don't know i I just think i know that tracy would be nervous because i am just short enough that she thinks i might bite her someday well you know kind of going into that um i know a lot of times when when you you know, so a good example, if I, if I get angry and I slam my fist down on the, on the table, there's a good chance that I may actually break that table. And right. if not, then everything is going, you know, you just have these bigger accidents happen. Um, and so 
over time you turn you learn to not do that which tends to make you know you become aware of your body and so you know instead of when i reach out and touch somebody i can't touch them as if i would normally because they would you know they'll get knocked off their side a little bit it's so yeah yeah that's for me that's my my personal take on it it's kind of like the hulk as well you have to watch your movements because they could come become they could come across as anger even if you're just making a, a oh right a gesture yeah yeah you know? any 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 violence is probably not the right way but any no. aggressive movements come across incredibly aggressive sure uh for yeah yeah you you moved your your foot in the bed one night just barely and your toenail like cut a huge scratch down my foot <laughs> To which she it. has never. This is when we first started living together, so she has never going to re- forget that. Never let that down. No. Yeah. I'll erase oh, that you, if you, you want. You gotta run with it. You're like, hey, Teal, you think you could fly over that lake and catch us some dinner with them toenails? Right. Right. No. Yeah. But my point is, for him, it was just like a slight move, but for me, it was like you know a cat scratch. It was a, an aggressive cat scratch. Yeah. Went straight to Freddy Krueger. Well, like, <laughs> like with my hands, one of the things I would do to people, you know, if they were getting in, in my face, is literally I, I would make a fist and hold it up to their face, and my hand, my fist, is as wide as the average person's face. And so they're looking at nothing but a, a knuckles, knuckles in their face, right. as big as they are. But, you know, the secret is with tall people, especially within fights, is that um, you don't ever want to get into a fight with a short person. They're quick and they're underneath. But if we can connect, it's all over. You know, it's all over. It, 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 it's like Game of Thrones with, you know, um, what was it? The, uh, the, the mountain and the guy with the, the spear and they're fighting each yeah. other. He was quick and, and all that. But at the end, because the mountain could connect with him. It was all over. Yeah, like once he had a hold of him, it was done. Right, right. I think what would be fun is to get some of those inflatable um, sumo wrestler oh. suits and then, like, go after Rochelle. Oh, my God, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> well, you know that what would the... be so great. Wait, do I get one, too? Well, yeah. Or do I get to just dress up as the beach ball between both of you and the sumo? No, I'm outfits. saying it, like, bet- between you and I. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it could be fun. So beating up your friend would be fun. Is this what we're you're no, advocating? No, not beating up because we bounce no. off. I'm saying we bounce, oh. we bounce off, and we just bounce around. We right. all just bounce off of each other. Well, you know, and and bouncing around like growing up, I never, I could never go into a bouncy house as a kid. Oh, you probably like slammed your head up through the ceiling of the bouncy. About like what? Chuck E. Cheese? Did you mm. go into Chuck E. Cheese? Like no, through, no, no. Showbiz. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did all those. Yeah, couldn't couldn't do couldn't do the bouncy house because I was too big. Trampolines was another thing. Um, so there's a lot of things that you know I'm like, well, that would be really cool to do, but and these days, no, you know, there are things well, that I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't do because they're I'm just too like jump out of a plane. Well, I, I I have no interest in that anyway. Well, yeah, jumping out of a plane, you know, the weight restriction on that is like very low and i don't think even yeah even as a even as a kid in high school i don't think i was ever under that weight so i've you know it was like 
Okay, well, there's there's something there's off that. the bucket list, yeah. I'll never do that. Was that I'll on a bucket do... list? Was that a thing? No, but, you know, it'd be an adventure to do. Well, isn't falling out of the sky in a hot air balloon close enough to jumping out of an airplane? It's pretty close. We didn't fall out of the hot air balloon, but yes, the hot air balloon did. I, I enjoyed that experience as much to the duress of my lovely wife. I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was an adventure and but I've had, you know, some adventures, especially motorcycle riding, it's it's you know, hellaciously painful sometimes, but at the end of the day it was it was an experience and an adventure. So yeah, I looked at the I looked at the balloon event as Right, yeah. Hot air debacle. Yeah, for our <laughs> listeners who are uh, not sure what we're talking about, we were in a hot air balloon crash, but for me it was the second hot air balloon crash, so no, I was not amused. Yeah, you're two, you're two for two, by the way. I'm, I'm not doing it again, and I said after the first time I wasn't doing it again, but, you know, I did it again. She did it for me. I did it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that looking at it as an adventure just comes from being a Sagittarius we are we can go through things and be like wow that was weird and fun and everybody's like no and right like yeah it was in a way right where other people would be traumatized I come out of things and I'm like I'm like well I've got all fingers and toes and I you know yeah. nothing really hey that was fun <laughs> let's do it again so I just read something you know earlier I said um like if someone says well oh, you're tall I, and I just tell them uh, we drank a lot of milk so I just you no. Know, no, I say that, you know, I just say that as a, yeah, we drink milk because, you know, in the 80s there was that whole milk does right. the body good um, campaign. But I just read something very interesting um, about the Dutch. The Dutch have become so much taller in such a short period that scientists chalk most of it up to their changing environment. As the Netherlands developed, it became one of the world's largest producers of consumers and consumers of cheese and milk. Hmm. So it goes... Milk and cheese go to say something about being tall. And I drink a lot of milk. My grandmother well, I, had... I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Uh, my husband, being from India and being Hindu, he drank a crap ton of milk, dude. Right. No, it didn't, it didn't help for him. It didn't, it didn't work. Now, now, on, now, on the flip side, what I would consider, you know, a glass of something people would think that is a you know an entire thing right your glass of milk is like 32 ounces it's a big glass right well growing up as a kid there was a period of time where i would literally every day go down to the local store and get a gallon of milk and drink it all in the from the jug just drank a whole gallon of milk yeah i see i think that did play a factor then it certainly didn't hinder our height, right? our milk drinking. My grandmother had gallons of vitamin D milk, like the thick shit, and uh, yeah. milk, you know. And she also had powdered milk and would mix them half and half. The point is, I, I drank a lot of milk as a, as a child. <laughs> and that explains a lot. Anyhow, um, anything else you'd like to add about growing up Manazon? Um, no, I mean, it, it you know, it, it's the experience that I have. Um, I think I became more aware of my body as far as the impact on it um, and on the environment. So I become kind of like Rochelle said, the, the, the gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are things, I remember I had a picture out in front of my, uh, my old company and they had us all put our hands up over our heads 
right? And so I put my hands up over And so, of course, you know, going through the picture, my hands are like a body length above everybody else. <laughs> you know, so, and, and those moments, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's an instruction not for me. Right. You know? So, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're about at the um, end of our episode. I, I thought it was fair that we only have, you know, a tall man on to talk about his sort of issues and experiences. So I thank you for sharing with us and being our guest. Maybe oh, thank we'll you. have you on again and talk about some other stuff. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. I didn't have to go far for it, so yeah, it was you great. Didn't. You just had to walk a few feet and make sure no no cats and dogs got in here. Right. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please write to us at feedback at galpodcast.com. That's feedback at galpodcast.com because we will not make you spell leprechaun. We are not that mean. Anyway, that's about all we have. So catch us next time. Bye.